Um, okay, try talking. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Okay, this this is actually worse. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Hello and welcome to Team Cockroach, a podcast by listeners of The Incomparable. I am Javier Matusevich and I'm podcasting with Rachel Adelman. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Javier. Hello. And hopefully still with us because he's been having a lot of technical difficulties. Andrew Pontius. Hello, Andrew. <laughs> Hello, Javier. Yes, still there. Of course, technical difficulties or not, it's good when I unmute my microphone. Amazing. <laughs> good to know it was the microphone and not something else. <laughs> so today we're speaking about episode 10 of The Good Place of season four, which is called You've Changed Man. And um, I'm going to do a bit of a recap, as we always do. The judge is looking for the Earth Eraser while Janet is trying to get her to reconsider or at least stall for a bit. The crew is trying to figure out a system that Sean may accept to no avail. And uh, even with the help of the extra confident Chidi, uh, finally, our friends corner the judge in Janet's Boyd, and together with some wrangling done by Timothy Oliphant, they explain their latest plan of recreating the experiment, but on purpose, designed by good and bad place architects to confront recently deceased with their failings, and using their reboot and a vague memory of what they did wrong as a tool to get them to the point where they are actually good. Sean says it's a no-go, but Michael realizes he misses the competition and thus he convinces him to sit at the negotiating table. So, this episode, lots of plot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely a lot of plot. <laughs> Moving us forward towards the end. <laughs> I sort of like that um, there's nothing very unexpected about the, the solution that they come up with. It's something that we, we've spoken about since pretty much the beginning of the podcast. But it, it still mostly feels earned, even if some things like um, Sean giving in because he misses competing with Michael so much, it's not really very believable. And... Um, Maya Rudolph sometimes she's supposed to be the judge and impartial, but she seems very gung ho on erasing humanity. So I don't know. Yeah, she's very thirsty for a judge. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she has a lot of father figure issues. Yeah. I guess she's willing to admit it, right? Yeah. She was raised by TV, and it shows. <laughs> Yeah, the, I mean, it, you know, it occurs to me, and we've talked a little bit about how, how much they're planning this stuff ahead of time. You know, the Timothy Oliphant Timothy cameo, they must have been planning that from the very beginning, like last season or before, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I read an interview where they started planning it a little bit into this season, but they didn't film Maya Rudolph's stuff until they were like four episodes in. They went back and filmed all the scenes with her, so they did have this in scheduled before they did the Justified stuff this season. Yeah, he, he, was, he was obviously a really good sport, 
for this one. I I did really I really appreciated that. Yeah. Um, but the, the the real the real love story of this episode, of course, is uh, Michael and Sean, and uh, <laughs> I I really liked that they were basically treating that like it was you know it was this relationship right, which it is, and which really had some nice callbacks, even from not necessarily the very beginning, right? Because Sean only showed up later on, but uh, you know, just, just the fact that their rivalry. I don't know. I really liked that this was kind of almost the end of it, the end of that cycle of their relationship and that that Michael in the end really did get the upper hand with Sean just by showing him what he really wanted as opposed to what he thought he wanted. So I I really like that that part. I'm still saddened by Tahani's devolving into a non-character in the show. Yeah. Yeah, she gets to give like one part of the uh the presentation for the new system like everyone else, so she's at least part of the team in that regard, but and she's at least self-aware enough to know that, you know, not being able to pull off the mod look is not her only flaw. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the other one, like does everybody else get a get a bit like uh, uh obviously Chidi and, and Eleanor get to have a bit of a back and forth about that with the what did that thing he says? Uh you you want to get out of here? I think was the is the, the the catchphrase that they have for this yeah. this episode, which which they, that was really nice. I really liked how they did that. And then Janet got a point where she got to say to you know, Judge Jen, "Hey, this is how I've grown." And then Jason gets to basically almost click the clicker by mistake. Like he gets some some nice comic bits in this, but uh, yeah, there's just not that much for Tahani to do this time around, except give a couple of relatively tired jokes about about herself the way she she did and then you know the actually the one nice thing was her story where she didn't actually tell the story this was the first time she hasn't told a story <laughs> she wanted to and so that was a nice little comedy bit right i wanted to yeah. hear the story <laughs> <laughs> i want to know what happened with bruno mars and dr ruth right. and lebron james right, right. yeah they, and that's the that's the the fun part of it right is that they almost always give these stories with ludicrous bits with when she's when she's telling them and this was the first time they inverted it, and and again, it shows that you know something different anyway. And uh, but that's all we get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked um, Janet and the judge visiting all the voids together, mm-hmm. and they they play off of each other well. They they work nicely, and uh, it it provides to a very archetypical kind of episode of The Good Place where we get some wacky, this is the world of the the show and we get to see like the different voids uh, and uh, all the crazy stuff that couldn't really happen in, in any normal <laughs> TV show. So they can go to those places and that's fun. We also get some philosophy lessons and... Uh, right we get some character development, which in this case is shown. So very nice in that sense. Well, and Chidi and Eleanor, like this is the first time we get Eleanor really seeing what Chidi has become. And I like those, I like those bits. I was glad the title of the episode wasn't a quote that Eleanor said to Chidi. Is that was what I thought, where I thought it was going when I saw that title. Yep. Yeah. He definitely has changed. I think for the better, but he's definitely changed. <laughs> Maybe I'm channeling Sarah in this episode, but I'm not feeling the GD Eleanor relationship today. 
uh, it all seemed uh, forced and um, couldn't buy it. <laughs> Man, uh, um, yeah, it sure it. It's still not the. The, the love affair of the century, I guess. But uh, I, I don't know. I like the bits that were there. I like that it was more comedic this time around. They weren't necessarily trying to to have them be deeply in love. They were just sort of – they were just kind of, again, kind of thirsty for each other, which is, you know, uh, Kristen Bell does that really well. She she can flirt with anybody, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I thought that worked as well as they can, I guess, in this episode. But, yeah, I get you. Um it doesn't seem like a lot of room for their like it wasn't an episode that had time to focus on their relationship and it i liked what they did with it but it definitely wasn't the focus yeah it wasn't the focus but i felt like either make it the focus or don't remind it to me because oh. this this <laughs> half step doesn't work for me well it's funny it wasn't a jason folk centric episode but I, I felt we got enough of jason in this episode, right? Like he was doing, he had quite a few funny lines and he was just kind of doing his thing in and among everybody else. I think that's actually a good use of Jason is to have him kind of leaven whatever else is going on with his brand of craziness. You know, like the the judge would be something, something like, and now we rest or something. And now the, the defense rests and everyone's like, no, no, we don't rest. <laughs> you know, good, good use <laughs> yeah. of him again, without really his character actually learning anything in particular. But again, he's just the comic relief and he does it really well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's sort of where you, you can see the, the why Tahani's character fails constantly because she's clearly written as a comic relief character, but once you develop that character and you make her better, she can't fill that void without seemingly t- being tired or or reusing a trope that she shouldn't be reusing. Right. I, yeah. I think, I think Eleanor, like she stayed, she, she has stayed a certain amount of bad. Like she still remembers how bad she was and what her old, uh, 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 uh ways of doing were like her, her impulses, but she's grown beyond that. And then she's still an interesting as a character and they haven't figured out a way to portray Tahani with that. They, we kind of get from context that she's a better person now, but we don't get to really see her being that better person. And that's what they needed out of her. And they haven't done it. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. can't go to the wacky extremes that will, that will make her funny either because that right. would be very obviously not improved. So right. they go to this medium place where <laughs> she's just uh, mildly making quotes of something that something famous said, but not really yeah. exploiting that to the, the fullest, funniest degree. Well, let's talk about what stuff that, that kind of did work, right? Like, uh, again, we like Janet and, and Jen. I liked the different voids. We got to see, you know, sort of beige void and disco void. And then all the stuff that was in the bad Janet void. Like, I don't even <laughs> remember all. Like, there was a, a, a like, what, a, like a, a earth mover or something and some people in puppet mm-hmm. costumes. There was that thing that um, somebody um drew during was it during charades or something that weird creature that chidi drew that came to life (laughs) that was like running behind them in the void yeah in the bad void (laughs) because i was like what is that thing i was like oh that's that weird creature 
thing that cheating. I think it was cheating that drew it a few yeah. episodes ago. Like a giraffe. He and, was trying to draw a giraffe or something. Yeah, yeah. or something. What, whatever he was trying to draw was running behind them. Okay. And the bad Janet Void had our technical difficulties too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I love this music now. <laughs> yeah. That song is going to be stuck in my head yeah. for ever after seeing that episode twice. For sure. <laughs> Gotta erase the earth. <laughs> yeah. Gotta... <laughs> yeah, that was, that was fun. That's the new lyric. Gotta change that. Genius.com lyrics page <laughs> well so we get what well, we get um we get cheaty kind of coming up with well giving them sort of a, another another uh, philosophical lesson right with that there was a one book i didn't write it down the, the book that he asked janet to get him yeah and they were going over that and so they come up with a medium place idea first and they say well we're just going to try to sell that to everybody and see if we can get that through to to judge jen and the the bits with the what the the leaders of the good place are have the same sort of savage satire that they always do with the with them always being too agreeable and too too yeah. goody goody and everything you know liking liking the the frozen yogurt which you know no one should like frozen yogurt right <laughs> he even wants every flavor so it all has compromise <laughs> and then sort of giving into everything Sean wanted even though that wasn't going to get them anywhere and. Uh, they were just just as savage with that as they always are, which I, which I liked. I liked that they they, they didn't mm-hmm. soften their softness at all. Yeah, it's I mean it's funny, but goes to a point where I start to have questions about is goodness really being trampled all over and letting bad people run the show? Because that's not goodness in my book, but it right. seems to be their book. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'd- I don't think that we're supposed to think that these good place people are great. Yeah, <laughs> I think I don't that's think, kind of part of the point. I don't think we're supposed to think that, but they're still supposed to run the good place and have architects that are going to work with the demons to to design the new system. So aren't they going to be trampled all over again? Well, the way I've seen it is that they, um, this is kind of, you know, and I think I've, I've discussed it before, this idea that actually portraying real goodness is really hard, right? Because yeah. people disagree on what actual goodness is. And you can't have an absolute goodness because there's always trade-offs to however you're going to act. And, mm-hmm. you know, so if there, is, if there is one absolute goodness, it's almost like no one really knows what it is. And so you can almost can't expect any show, even a place called The Good Place, a, a show called The Good Place, to actually do that for you. So what they went for instead was, well, we're going to satirize what – certain people, certain kinds of people, certain shows, certain uh, uh, kinds of of shows will think is goodness, right? And so they're just savagely satirizing that idea. And that's it. That's all they can really come up with for what to portray good as. And I'm willing to take that as for the satire that it is instead of like, this is literally something we should expect to be what goodness really is. You know, they couldn't do it, so they went for sort of what they thought was the second best in a, in what was what is after all a half an hour comedy show. And uh I'm I'm willing to go that go go along with that. Uh yeah. Given their options. <laughs> for what that's worth. <laughs> um but then too, so they get what is it they, that's the first run with the judge is, you know, Sean says no, so we're done. And then yeah. they come up with the second idea, which is sort of the right idea based off of Michael saying, 
something like, you know, your best selves, right? So yeah. then Chidi comes up with the real best idea that he can come up with. And uh, then they have to sell that. And of course, they still can't do it because Sean still says no. So it's funny that they could have actually gone with almost any idea as mm-hmm. long as Michael went and convinced Sean that this was his last chance to get their rivalry going again. But they did manage to get what, what is actually sounds like a pretty good idea through through the judges, through everybody um, by the end. So happy ending. Yay. In the end, Sean doesn't really care about the solution. He just yep. cares about <laughs> winning. And there's no more winning if you win. Just get the final victory and then what? <laughs> yeah. He cares more about the competition than he does about actually winning. Yeah. But so I, I had actually been wondering maybe about halfway through the episode, you know, what are they going to do? Like, it seemed like this episode was going to have to resolve what to do about Judge M because, you know, they were on the clock. Like, every second counted and they were coming down to the end. So they had to resolve that. But if they resolved it with the sort of the good place people with our Team Cockroach kind of winning, then what would be left for anyone to do? Like, what would be the challenge left if they had won? Mm-hmm. And then, hey, now we, now we found out. So I was actually really interested in what they were going to do at the end. And now we know. And the next challenge is, well, how do we actually implement all of this? So that's enough for, yeah. what, another two episodes, I guess? Two, three episodes? Yeah. Three episodes in total. Yeah. I think I think it's uh, four because the last episode is two. <laughs> I've always been confused by that, but I guess I'll find out soon enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, three more weeks, but I think it's four more episodes officially. But yeah, every they seem to change it year to year how they number the double episodes. So. Yeah. But so, what did people? I'm not sure we went over this at the beginning. Like, what did people think? Like, did people enjoy this episode? I liked it. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was my favorite episode, but yeah. it's very well done, and I was happy to see it back. I was happy at the happy at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's as, as she said, it's not my favorite, but it's um, it hits all the points and uh, does all the things that a good place episode is supposed to make you feel and think. So, a competent episode. Yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah, a competent episode. Um, with for me a couple of moments where it, it rose a little above. I thought there were a couple of moments where I was like, oh, that's that's cool, that's neat. I guess kind mm-hmm. of a sort of a cheaty vibe in my in my head going there. Um, I I really like confident cheaty. I don't know whether yeah, we deserve yeah. confident cheaty, but I like him. I right. loved his uh. He, he does it for from, you. Yeah. The 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 time his discussion of the time knife was in such stark contrast <laughs> to the last time he saw the time knife <laughs> right. that I'm like, this guy really has changed. <laughs> yeah, and that felt deliberate, right? Like they had. Michael sort yeah. of reacted that like, oh, hey, that's you're wow, you're really chill about that. Like, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do wonder if that sort of all we'll get from like if that's the cheaty we're going to get or if he's got any more growth to do afterwards. I'm not sure where you would grow from there, but we'll see. It, it almost felt like he was proposing to Eleanor in the, that one part. So are they like kind of married now? I mean, I don't know. What is marriage really? <laughs> I mean. Jason and Janet can get married, so I'm sure if Eleanor and Chidi <laughs> want to get married, Janet yeah. will be able to perform the ceremony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt very contrived while also calling back to real life. The whole Sean being worried 
or fake worried about um, the jobs for the demons. I don't know if I liked it or not, but it was there, so... <laughs> Yeah, he was very concerned about what they would be able to do now that they can't flatten penises. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, are the demons sort of economically anxious? I guess <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be a topical uh, political reference for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But, um, you know, in the end, Sean probably doesn't actually care about the, the demons. He's just trying to poke holes in it, but yeah. Um, and also, like most, actually, the one thing that occurred to me there was that most of the demons who were play acting as part of Michael's uh, different scenarios didn't actually seem to like it very much. So <laughs> I'm not sure that was a positive argument, actually, on Michael's part, but eh, no one seemed to object. No one who was there objected because none of the demons were there to object. So Michael is a, a, a Keynesian thinker. They, they have to work. It doesn't matter what they do. That's not going to have any problems later. <laughs> Well, I do wonder what's going to happen. You know, how will they portray these next couple episodes with sort of, I guess, building a new afterlife? What will they use the existing? I mean, they'll probably use the existing new place, excuse me, good place <laughs> sets because that's what the show has already. And uh, and actually, did you notice like this time around, they were basically reusing all the sets again? Like sometimes they were in that outdoor cafe and sometimes they were in Michael's office. And I guess they never actually did go to the the uh, the medium place, M- Mindy's house, but uh they did sort of no, move yeah. around in different locations, um, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. And they they updated all the restaurants and uh, booths again. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Did you catch any there of the names? The, um, well, the restaurant that was – there was the little stand where Sean was uh, breaking the glass things was Joni Loves Tchotchkes, Fragile Friends for Your Happy Days. And then nice. the um, restaurant behind it was Ponzu Scheme. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Yep. And I think there was a clothing store that was titled It Fits. <laughs> uh, I really want to see what what happens after this episode. It presents a lot of uh, interesting situations, but I guess... It, it can never be as good as what you imagine, right? But still looking forward to that. Want to see how they wrap it up? Yeah, because, right, like, they they have the, the problem of sort of how to actually make these, these upcoming challenges sort of fun and a challenge, but also something you can wrap up in three or four episodes. And, you know, how to wrap up our characters and everything else. It, in some ways, it's, it you know, endings are really hard. Endings are really hard to get completely right and... Most of the story seems to be done, so what else do they have to do? So, yeah, I, I'm almost as interested in it as a screenwriting challenge as I am with the story challenge. Yeah. If that makes sense. There aren't any cliffhangers that you would see at the wrap-up of a, of a big television show, so yeah, they, they're going to have to pull some conflict out of the asses, which... I wouldn't have phrased it exactly like that, Javier, but sure. <laughs> After they're 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 not spider infested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and on that note, are we are we ready for the joke machine? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um well, they did a lot. I 
guess it's kind of the, the visual joke machine, but I really enjoyed Chidi on the roller skates from Disco Janet doing his spin. Right. He literally just says in the middle of what, his, what he was speaking about, and now watch the spin, and he just spins. That's yeah. it. And it was not a very impressive spin. No, no it really no. wasn't. <laughs> you don't get the sense that that actor is really good on roller skates. Mm. Yeah. Unlike Janet. Janet's really good on those roller skates. Uh, at some point, Jason suggested that somebody sleep with the judge and that yep. he's done it twice. It's called a Jacksonville plea bargain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, Chidi probably couldn't have gotten away with it, considering. I mean, but, yeah. Yeah, d- yeah. I mean, she also could, d- could have just gone off with Tim- Timothy Oliphant, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? He's a 50-gallon man in a 10-gallon hat. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, So there was a, what was it, neutral Janet? Uh, when she, so there's a bunch of Janet jokes, right? Because they're different Janets. So when neutral Janet is asked what her last words are, she says, these are my last words, end of words. Um, <laughs> so, okay. And then when, when bad Janet is asked what her last words are, you know, she does an extended fart, which is, the judge was totally expecting that, but she did it anyway. And, uh, yeah. And then when the second bad Janet comes around, the judge marbleizes her before she can do the fart, which, yeah. And and then the marble fart. Marble fart, yeah. <laughs> I do wonder if she's going to unmarbleize all the Janets now. Can you even do so. that? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, because yeah, I think our Janet had been marbleized yeah. at least once yeah. and they unmarbleized Was she her. actually marbleized or should, did they just pretend she was um, That's marbleized? true. I th- I think at least once she was actually marbleized, but I could be wrong. I'm not yeah. so sure now. <laughs> I can't remember. Well, we'll I enjoyed that uh, Disco Janet's marble was a disco ball. Right. That was <laughs> yeah, so simple and so obvious, but needed. I think my favorite line is one of Sean's, his, his speech about uh, buttholes getting spiders. He says something like, mm-hmm. um, I, would la- I would like to get some spiders in those buttholes. On the other hand, there will be billions of buttholes going unspidered. The word <laughs> unspidered has never been uttered before. <laughs> yeah, probably not. That was your favorite line? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this works for me, I know. Yeah. The heart wants what the heart wants. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, so the Erase the Earth thing with the Jen. What else did Jen do? She was. Yes. Yeah, well, she talks about watching all of what season two of Justified in like one day. Yeah, I, always, I wonder mm-hmm. how, how long her days are that she can do that. Um, she didn't seem worried that, that uh, Timothy Oliphant was going away if she destroyed everything. Actually, no, she did. There was that one yeah. thing she said, like, that, that stings when uh, Janet yeah. told her that that was going to happen. Because those were her three things that Janet was saying. She'd have no TV to watch. She'd just be sitting all alone for a billion years yeah. in the void or chambers. I mean, she'd had no new TV to watch, but I'm guessing she can still watch old TV. Uh, but if she erased humanity, wouldn't that have erased everything, erased everything humanity yeah. had made? Depends when you erase <laughs> I humanity. Don't know. Are, you, are you erasing it at the beginning or, or at the end? It's it's more of a time traveler's yeah. problem, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Oh, I, I I liked the physical comedy of Jason with the uh, button to erase humanity mm-hmm. at the end, where he's like flipping it all around, and the rest right. of them are freaking out because 
Yeah. He's going to embrace <laughs> humanity. That was our one jump scare. <laughs> that was our one scare in the yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. That goes wrong. Yeah. Um, I do like Judge Jen at the first computer. She entered for her search. Humanity, excuse me, humanity, eraser, button, garage, door opener, thingy judge. <laughs> that was her search. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your results found. I uh, liked that instead of a computer, Disco Janet had the like, um, it was like a tape deck with a microphone that you just yeah. had to ask it whatever you wanted. Yeah. And the tape said, um, what you're looking for, baby, <laughs> on the label. Right. Yeah, that made no sense, but it was funny. So <laughs> keep on trucking. Yeah. Yeah. This got Janet is great. Oh, the moment. Um, what was it? it? I don't remember the exact exchange, but where uh, Michael was saying, "Does anybody have any reason why we wouldn't want to erase humanity?" And Jason says, "Because it would be a bummer." And then he gets back and forth with Michael, where he's like, "You know, did you even write that down, or did you just kind of scribble scrabble?" And, <laughs> Michael yeah. was like annoyed. He goes, take, pulls off the piece of paper, rips off the piece of paper, and put bummer on it in the other one, and then shows it up so Jason can give him a thumbs up. That was that was some nice physical comedy as well. And again, it was it was really quick. It was right in the middle of everything else, but it was. It, yeah, I just liked. Oh, and J- Janet saying that when she started in Michael's neighborhood, she was just a palm pilot with a cool vest. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> okay, so see you next time. Goodbye, Andrew. Uh, See you later, Javier. Goodbye, Rachel. Good night, everyone. Good night. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Woo!